ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Brother Gary, getting these guests, and let me get Brother Chin, Reverend Chin, evangelist. In the oh, queue. you love him. He's a uh, stay uh, a prison uh, a prison uh, um, prison guard. He goes to he goes to oh. he goes to prison most every day. Okay, let's get Brother Reggie on. <laughs> Stand by. Your show will go live in five seconds. Four. Okay, that's Blog three, Talk coming on board. Two, one. Mixel on rolling. Good morning. Blog Good morning. Radio. Is this is this event? Good morning, Reggie Chin. How are you doing, sir? Yes, it. How are you, sir? How are you doing? Hey, this is Shannon Davis. I'm doing good. And uh, brother Gary, we got you patched in. Um, I think we're ready to roll, gentlemen. Folks, welcome aboard. We're excited to be here for a live broadcast here on Thursday, October 5th, 2023. we got special guest Evangelist Reggie Chin and Evangelist Gary Stafford. Brother Gary, welcome back, my friend. Thank you, sir. Brother Reggie, would you like to open us up in prayer? Yes, I would. Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God, for another day. Another day, O God, that you allow us to see with brand new mercies. Another day, O God, to make wrong right. We pray, Father God, that you cover us in your blood today, O God, that only you can do. In the mighty name of Jesus, let your will be done as you see fit. I pray, Father God, that my testimony may bring someone closer to the cross and ask, what must I do to be saved? Now, we thank you, God, for these, your people. We ask you, God, to bless them one by one and name by name. Finish the work in us, O God, if you'll call us to do in these last and evil days. And we'll be ever so mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory that you do deserve in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Brother Gary, over to you. Okay. Well, uh, Reverend uh, Reggie, I am going to uh, uh, going to uh, make a short intro and and then uh, kind of give an introduction to yourself, and we'll go from there. So I, uh, you know, we're talking around the world, and so I have to say both good day and good evening, fellow listeners. It's good to have you back again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead, Brother Gary. Okay. That's better. (laughs) 
All right, so good evening and good day, fellow listeners. It's good to have you back again. Uh, you know what? I look upon you as a, my radio family, and I enjoy being with you and sharing the love of God, and God is love. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We have a different program most every week. And uh, today we have an awesome, awesome uh, guest, and that's uh, Reverend uh, Reggie Chin. And uh, we're going to go into his testimony, but uh, I'm going to say that uh, for you listeners that are listening for the first time, uh, we do have a, a different guest most every week, and uh, we'll be taking Worldwide Communion uh, toward the end of the program. So uh, you may want to take a moment to get some bread and a cracker and some wine or grape juice or whatever you'll be using. But you know what? God is more concerned about a repentant heart than what's in the cup. And uh, Reggie uh, Chin was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, one of four children, and his mother was a parent uh, in the family, and uh, Reggie was the troublemaker. <laughs> or you said. Yeah, so Reggie, what kind of trouble were you in? Well, I, I, I believe that, you know, as teenagers coming up, you know, you, you get caught up in that lifestyle of the um, neighborhood activities. You know, it was gangs. It was riding bicycles and stealing cars and things like that. My mother was a single parent, so it was hard for her, for her to, um, you know, raise up. She had three boys and one girl, but I was out there doing my own thing, and um, I got into, started getting into you know, a lot of trouble when things escalated as I got older. Yeah, now, did you ever get caught in any of this stuff? Yes, Mom, I, I was sent to a reformatory at an early age. I think I was about 15 years old uh, on Westbury, Long Island. I was sent to a reformatory for um, breaking an earring into a, um, a grocery store. And that was the first time that I was... Um, that I was, you know, I was put away for 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 a little while as a juvenile, and um, no. I came out. I got out, and yeah. No, go ahead. But I, I, you know, things started. You know, once I did that, you know, my mother sent me south to live with my dad, and things continued in the south, South Carolina. Yeah. Well, that's where I live in uh, Fort Mill. And uh, uh, how many times did you get sent to prison or reformatory? School? Okay, reformatory. I was there. I was there twice. And I, as I got older, um, to eighteen, that's when I started going to prison. I think the total of prison. I've been in and out of prison from the age of thirty-three to I was like, I mean, from age sixteen to I was like thirty-three years old, in and out of prison. 
until I got it right, until I found Christ. You know, it took me all those times to um, bump my head. And well, um, I, you you yeah. told me that that friend of yours, uh, when you, the one of the friends that you grew up together, told you he has accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. Yeah. What does yeah. that mean yeah. to you? It, it mean a word. It, it, it mean the world. You know, it's like, you know, if you ever take someone out to uh, to a restaurant where your favorite steak is, you know, if you, you know you're you're a lover for steak, so you want to take your friend out and let him taste this excellent steak. It's it's out of the world, and you want him to taste it. And that was the same way that I want how him how I wanted him to accept Christ in his heart as his Lord and Savior, because what he did for me, he can do it for him. So um, he accepted Christ in his heart as his Lord and Savior. He said, Reg, man, I want what you got, man, you know, because he knew I changed my life over. And he said, Reg, I want what you got. I went to him. He was in a crack house. And he said, Reg, I want to be saved, man. I want to be saved. And he, we got up and got dressed and he came up to my church and um, got the altar call. And his life was, he was on fire for the Lord every since. Ever since. His name is Todd Elder, Brother Todd Elder. He's, he's going on to be with the Lord now, but he accepted Christ. That was great. Wow. Wow. And uh, were you baptized in the Holy Spirit? Yes, yes, yes. I got baptized when I was in Sing Sing prison when I first got saved. I was baptized in Sing Sing. And, um... I baptized in the water as well as uh, speaking in tongues in a prison cell, right in Sing Sing prison. Q56 cell. I'll never forget it. Wow. Now, I uh, understand that you, uh, you're you now involved with the, uh, the prison system in the state of New York. Could you tell us about it? Yes. Um, when I the last time I, I was arrested, um, well, before that I was arrested for possession of a sawed-off shotgun, and I went to prison. And I went to prison for three and a half to seven years. I came home, and I went back to prison like four years later for possession of controlled substance. At this time, I had lost everything I had. I lost my 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 wife. I left me. Um, I lost my house. I lost everything I had. And um, I was in jail, and I, I was hurting so bad, I was broken up. And I couldn't understand what this feeling was. And I called my grandmother. My grandma lives in South Carolina. She's saved, and she loves the Lord. And I called her. I said, Grandma, I said, listen, I'm, you know, I'm hurting, so I don't understand this feeling. She said, son, you should start going to church. I said, you know, I don't believe in that church stuff. I used to be a five percenter. I used to be a Muslim. But this Sunday, this Sunday, I went to church in the prison. And heard this story in the Bible that this preacher was preaching. The guy named was Job. And he talked about Job, how he suffered and lost everything he had. I said, wow, who told this preacher about my life? Who told this preacher that I was going through this very same thing? How did he know that I was going through this? And it, it, had, it got my attention. It got my attention. And when he had the altar call, I went up to the altar and I gave my life to Christ. And that was in 1988. And I've been on fire for the Lord ever since. But before that, I was in Attica. 
That's the first one who told me about the law was Mark David Chapman, the guy who killed John Lennon of the Beatles. He used to tell me about the law because I was locking next to him. I was in Attica. I got stabbed seven times and I was put into the box and um, he was locking next to me. And he said, man, Lord is going to save you. He's going to use you mightily. And he said, here you go again. I said, man, I don't believe in that God stuff, man. You know, but he prayed for me. He continued sending me scriptures. And I'll never forget this guy. He, he would never put his name at the end of the letter, but he would always put a cross. Mark David Chapman, the guy who killed John Lennon, told me about the Lord. Wow. Amazing. Now, you went through an awful lot uh, of situations regarding members of your family. And uh, uh, tell yeah. us about yeah. that. You... you Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my, um, my, my goodness, that's hard to get out. Um, I first lost my, my mom passed away in the early years, um, early, early 2000. And after that, my father soon passed, um, maybe a year, two years after that. And maybe four years after that, my, my older brother, my younger brother got hit by, a hit and run driver, drunk driver. After that, my, my other brother passed away of liver cancer. After that, my daughter passed away in the same year of an asthma attack. Um, two years after that, my sister passed of, of, um, of lung cancer. So it was all my siblings, all my siblings, and then my baby brother passed away in correctional facility in, in um, Columbia, South Carolina, um, where he was mistreated for medical use. And um, he passed away in um, 2017. So all my family, all my members of my family is going, I'm the last one that's left. And it's hard. what's hard for me is that when holidays come, you know, there's no one to call and talk about, you know, the things that you did when you was growing up. It's hard for me now. It's hard for me so that, you know, I thank God for Christ that's in my life that um, I got members of the church that supports me and help me along. But other than that, it's, it's really hard losing all your family members. Well, tell us, uh, what, uh, how did you, with all this, turn around and be a, a chaplain for the state of New York? Tell them about it. Well, um... When I was um, when I was going back and forth into the prison, I went. I heard about this chaplain school um, where you can get a, a, a chaplain shield. I have a chaplain shield um, that I'm able to go into any New York State prison in New York State and be a, and, and able to talk to the inmates. So the thing is, when I'm able to go back into the inmate and talk to the inmates, they're able to see someone who has been there and have done the same thing they did, they did. And I'm coming back as a witness to let them see what crisis did for me. Now they seeing that, wow, this guy was in here with us. Now he's coming back in and, and letting us know that this is what happened to him in, in, in his life. So me being a witness, you know, I'm letting them know what Christ can do. I am a living witness. You saw me here with you. Now I'm back as a witness for Christ. Now, your wife's name was Esther. Uh, 
Uh, is she still around? Yeah, she's still she's still here. She's um she's a she's an RN. She's a nurse. She's still here. Yes. Yeah. We're having a little difficulties. Pray for pray for us in our marriage. We're having a little little storm right now, but pray for us. Um, things getting kind of hectic now, but I, I pray that God will strengthen both of us. Yeah. Now I tell you, um, the quality of your marriage is is important. And you have, yeah. uh, you, you know, uh, all of us uh, need to improve our relationships with our partners, uh, our wives and husbands, and uh, mm-hmm. we we have to call upon the Lord because we've been through so much that that yes, has yes. caused us. Uh, to uh, kind of lose that edge, and uh, but uh, it's not only uh, our loving one another, but putting God first in our lives does help, and uh, it's the key. And uh, you know, it's we need to do uh, work at that, and uh, of course. You know, we need to work at a lot of things. But uh, tell us what you think has happened in these days since. Well, I I do know um, that, you know, when when you're doing the work for the Lord, especially going into the prisons, the enemy is not going to let you just waltz into anything without a fight. And he's going to let people come against you that's closer to you. And I understand that warfare. You know, we fight, we fight not against principality, but principalities in flesh and blood, but principalities in high places. And that's what I'm doing now. You know, it's on my job. You know, it's in my home. So I know that God has greater for me. I know he has greater for me because of the warfare that I'm dealing with now. You know, but I am, um, I'm strong. I'm steadfast into the Lord and I'm not moving nowhere. Well, you know, the thing is, is that you're talking to people every day or every other day and and uh, the 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 thing is is that what have you seen happen to the people that you re- have revealed Christ as your lord and savior there's got to be stories you can share well i i have seen you know going in you know to the prisons i know when i go into the prisons um when I get ready to leave, they don't want me to go because of the fact that they can ID what I'm, what I'm talking about as their lifestyles, you know, let them know about Christ. They don't want me to leave. And the thing is that they understand what I'm telling them because their lifestyle has, has been through that. So by them accepting Christ in their heart as their Lord and savior, it's hope for them. It gives them hope. Some would never see the street again. Now, I'm also in contact with David, with um, David Berkowitz, better known as the son of Sam, the serial killer. I go see him on a regular basis. He loves the Lord. He has 350 years, but he loves God. But the thing is, sometimes when we go through things, go through things, you know, 
what does it take for Christ to come into your heart? We hope that situations like that doesn't have to happen to you in order for you to accept Christ. You heard my, you were hearing my testimony. What does it take you to accept Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior? You don't have to go through the things that I went through. You don't have to. But believe in his word, trust in him, and lean not to your own understanding because he will direct your path. But you have to believe in something, not the drugs, not the women, and not the money. Christ is your only way out. He's your hope. That's awesome. And uh, being a, uh, a, 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 a <laughs> being a man of God, uh, how many locations have you visited in New York? Oh, wow. I, I can't, I can't count. I, I, um, oh, over a dozen, over, over, uh, uh it's, it's over, over, over 15. Awesome. Over 15 awesome. prisons. Over, yeah, over prisons. Rackers Island, Rackers Island, Manhattan, Cork Pens, the Tombs, Bronx House of Detention, um, Queens House of Detention, um, Danamora, Sing Sing, Attica, Auburn, all of these prisons I have visited. And these guys, some would never see the street again. They need hope. They need someone who's been there and have been to, did the things that they did, that they did, and want to know how do I get out of this? What do I do? So by me bringing a word to them and my testimony, it gives them life, gives them another, another, because you could be locked up in prison, but you could be free inside yourself. Who the man has set free is free indeed. Well, you know what? There's people out here that haven't gone to prison, but the Lord says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Would you you guide us in to that word of salvation? Amen. Amen. Um, John three sixteen said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So whoever believes in him shall not have, ever ever have everlasting life. God did not send his son to condemn the world, but he sent his son that we may have life and have life more abundantly. You have another shot. You woke up this morning in your right mind. You got a chance to get it right. This can be the first day of the rest of your life to accept Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior. You can do well, it. What, what would I say? I, I don't know. I, I've never done this before. Okay. Okay. You would, you would say, um, I, I receive Christ in my, I'll accept Christ. I believe that Jesus Christ died for me and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. I believe that I accept him in my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I believe that now as I live, I stand here before you. I would, I would like to accept Jesus Christ in my heart as my Lord and Savior, and I want to live for him now to eternity. Amen. Wow. Yeah, but look at all the things that I've done. I mean, surely if he knew about that, yeah, I, I wouldn't be accepted the way I am. I mean, I'm, I've passed the limit. Uh, tell me why I... I I could do uh, 
give my life to the Lord, and the Lord would listen. I'm, I'm glad you asked that, because once you accept the Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior, everything you did is gone. All the past things that you did is gone. Once you accept him as your Lord and Savior, at that moment, you have a new start. Walk with him. Talk with him. Read your word. Get into a, a, a Bible-based church and read everything you did. Forget about, you know, coming off the drugs and, and, and doing things. That stuff will fall off. Just live for him. Accept him as your Lord and Savior now. Now is the time. Now is the time. Tomorrow's not promised. Now is the time. Wow. I, and and he's, you say that my my past is gone. It's not it's remembered gone. anymore. It's in a sea of forgetfulness. Oh. Well, yes. I, yes. I I I I. How do I do that? I just do what you said. That's right. That's right. You live for him. You get into a Bible-based church. And think it was not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. And some of your old friends will start fading away, you know, because your life has changed. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Just give it time. Just give it time. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, don't try to stop the drugs. You know, that's, you know, all the desires going to, they're going to just dissipate. They're going to go away. Just live for him. Wow. That's a The Bible says, the Bible says in Isaiah 43 and 18, it said, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. He said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, and surely you not know it. See, I will make a way in the wilderness and a way in the desert. He will make a way for you. He will make a way for you. That's awesome, Reverend. And, and I, uh, I, is there anything else I need to know? You need to know now is the first day of the rest of your life that that you have accepted Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior. You're, you're good now. You're good. You're into the kingdom now. That's amazing. You know, somebody said to me, uh, have you ever read John 3, uh, 16 and 17? And then uh, I... I read it, and it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, shall not but have eternal life. Have everlasting but, life. That's right. That's right. But tell me, who is the world? Who, who is the what? The world. God the so world? loved the world. Yeah. Who's yeah, he, the world? He loved, the, he, he loved everybody. Everybody who, who has come short. We all have sinned and come short. And that's the, that's the world. God loves everybody. There's no, gen, there's no Jew or Gentile, red or black or brown. God loves everybody. He loves the world. He loves everybody. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that. Maybe, maybe 
uh, I can make some sense out of this next verse that uh, few uh, remember this verse, but uh, God did not send uh, the Son into the world to judge it. I, I, I didn't no. know that. No, you know, no, he didn't send should be saved through him. What's the word saved? Saved is confessing Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior, believing that I'm saved now. I live for him and him only. I've been set apart for his purpose and his purpose only. You've been sanctified. You've been set apart. Wow. That makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, there's, there's a, a okay. Side. You're hearing Reverend Chen, uh, who is a um, a person of interest that uh, goes into the prisons uh, to bring forth the light and the love of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I asked uh, Reverend uh, Reggie to come on because, you see, he's bringing forth the truth that is never heard in the prisons, let alone on the street. And I will tell you, that everyone listening this morning or this afternoon or this evening, you have an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ, and he gave you the words to speak. But now let them be more than words. Let it be a commitment of yourself to live out the rest of your life by God's grace and mercy and that he may bring forth the destiny that you have. Tell them about the destiny. Destiny is heaven bound. Destiny is, 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 is where we, you know, when it's all over, it's where we're going. We're going to be with him. You know, that's how final destiny is being with him. You know, right. you know, sometimes, yeah. Go ahead. I remember, I, I, I recall um, the, the apostle Paul. All the things that Paul did, he wasn't worthy. He said he wasn't worthy to be called an apostle. But God used him in a mighty way. God wants your testimony. God wants what, wants, wants what you've been through to, to be a witness to someone else. That's so true, and uh, Reggie, it's it's just a wonder, a wonderful thing that you have done. That uh, you are a uh, a man of God who goes in and shares the light, the love, the compassion, the mercy of God, so that people can live their lives according to his call on our life. And a lot of people don't realize we've got a call on our life before we're born. 
That's right. But, That's right. Uh, and you know, uh, a lot of people who have uh, done abortions don't realize that, and that you're right. messing up with with the plans of God for your destiny. And Amen. Uh, the, Amen. The, fact, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, you have a destiny, and had not that person, your friend, shared the light and the love of Jesus Christ to you, where do you think you'd be today? I'll be, I'll be, I have a shuttle going right to hell. I'll be on the shuttle going right to hell. I'd be dead wow. in my sins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the years of service in which you brought light and love and compassion and mercy and grace uh, to these people who would listen. And, uh, you know, I think of... Uh, Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and it says, "If my people, which are called by my name, see that, shall humble mm-hmm. themselves and pray and seek my face, oh, and turn yes, from yes. their wicked turn, ways, turn. wicked ways." He knows. Yes. He knows that we're going to be drawn to those wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, how about that? And will heal their land. Amen. Oh, awesome, awesome. And I thank you. I thank you so much for that. Now, is there any particular example of anything uh, that you've uh, seen or witnessed or been exposed to that you'd like to share? Um, I, I work in the school system, and and I see so many of these kids that you know it's 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 hard to to share the gospel in in the school system because of the separation of church and state. But I'm able to, you know, to tell them certain things that the love of God is is in all of them. It's in all of them. I have to live by, try to live by example. And they may come to me and ask me, you know, why do I do certain things or what do you do? You know, and I let them know I'm a Christian. You know, I go into the prisons and, you know, God will open up a way to you be a witness to someone. And he has done that. He has done that. Well, you know, the opportunity to do wrong is all around us. And uh, tell them about the armored car situation. That, oh, wow, you know, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, ways, one, but, yeah, yeah, I forgot. I didn't know you remember that. Yeah, uh, one day I was, um, I, I, my, my life was, um, you know, the, th- the thing about sin is that the enemy will try to bring you back around to it. He'll, he will put things in your path as a reminder or give you a glimpse of what you miss. My, my thing was some years ago, years and years ago, I used to do armored trucks and bank robberies. 
And this particular day, I was going to the bank and to make a withdrawal. I was on my way to the prison. I had my suit on and everything. And as I pulled up in the parking lot, I saw the armored truck and I saw the guard outside. And just at that moment, when I saw the guard and the armored truck, my I started to get flashbacks. And the enemy would bring things back to you for you to try to relive. And you have something you have to have to shake it off or just start praying. At that time, I went into the bank, and as I was going into the bank, the um, I passed the, the armed guard. I went into the ATM machine. The bank was crowded. The ATM machine that I went up to had the keys to the ATM machine right in the ATM machine box. Unbelievable. And I'm saying to myself, who does that? I grabs the keys, runs outside. Bangs on in the armor truck door. The guy in the armor truck pulls out a shotgun. And I show him the keys. And he's like, he has a Macaulay Copeland resemblance. Put his hand on his face. Oh, my God. And, you know, he opens up the door. He said, Rich, you know, he says, thank you, sir. You just, you just saved my job. But the thing with that is that you can never give the enemy a chance to you to do so, to think about do the right thing first. And that was for me to go get those keys back. Wow. And that was, yeah, yeah, that was, that was awesome. I'll never forget that. Yeah. I forget. I didn't know you remember that one. Yeah. 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 Well, Reggie has been on before. It's been many years, but, uh, I wrote that down because I have, Never heard that story before from anyone else. But uh, that was part of your testimony. And I yeah, yeah. that because, you know, we're all tempted because the enemy wants us back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like I was telling you, the things that some of the things that the enemy brings to you, I, I was a boxer. And, um, on my job, the job I'm working on now, I'm a, I'm a supervisor, and I was calling one particular um, co-worker to, to a task to do a job, and he kept ignoring me. He kept ignoring me, and when I walked up to him to find out why he kept ignoring me, he punched me right in the face. He punched me right in my face, and when he punched me in my face, what I did was I turned around and I walked away. As I walked away, the tears was rolling down my face. And not because of what happened. I was crying because I know what I could have done. But also, my witness as a believer would have been lost. Oh, I thought you was a believer. I thought you was a Christian. You know, but he didn't only lose his job, but he took food out of his kid's mouth. He lost his pension. He lost everything. Because of that, just because of that, you know, um, and I, you know, I went on, continue my, I, you know, I went on, continue my job and, and, you know, he lost his job and, you know, I saw him late in the years and, you know, I, I forgave him. I forgave him. I forgave That's him. That's the most important thing because bottling it up doesn't deal with the situation. It's when you apologize for somebody else's wrong 
and not yeah. taking it to heart like you did. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, you have truly uh, uh, accepted his his action as a Christian and not responded in a fleshly manner. And you know what we said uh, toward the end of the program? We'd be taking communion, so uh, I'd like to uh, share this with you people, and uh, I'm going to tell you that you can always find it in 1 Corinthians 11, verses 23 through 26. And the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed by Judas Iscariot, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. All right, I've got the cracker, and uh, let's do this together. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us do that now. Thank you, Lord. And, oh, Lord, I remember that you took 39 stripes on your back before you went to the cross to shed your blood for my sins. In Isaiah, it says, by your stripes, I am healed. And Amen. I, I say to myself, how many diseases were there at that time? Mm. Would you believe this? 39 known diseases known to mm. man at that time. So by his stripes, Isaiah says, I am healed. And it says in Second Peter the very same thing. And I, mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to share that from my heart. And in the verse 25, he said in the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is now the covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Well, Lord, I'm taking the cup now. And I take it, and I remember that it's by your blood that my sins are forgotten and remembered no more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Washed clean, as you said, by the blood of the Lamb of God. My sins are remembered no more, and I thank you, Lord, that that has happened. 
Now, you said there was a new relationship, Reggie, when you give yourself to the Lord. And yes. I I see in Second Corinthians verse uh Second Corinthians six in verses two through eighteen, but I'll just abbreviate but Second Corinthians six look on to what it says. And God is saying in verse two at the acceptable time I listened to you, and on the day of salvation, I helped you. How about Amen. that? Amen. Behold, now is the acceptable time. That was when, and as Reggie was speaking, Behold, now is the day of salvation. And... Uh, then it goes on to say in verse 16, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Well, Reggie is talking not about religion. He's talking about a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of relationship that has made me take communion every day. Amen. Sounds weird. But you know what? It's not religion. It's a relationship. And Reggie, do you know that I have not been sick one day in eight years since I started doing this? Wow. Not sick one day because of God's grace and mercy and relationship. Mm-hmm. I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Amen. That is definitely a relationship. Amen. Amen. But as you said, you know, the enemy is trying to get you back. And he says in the next verse, Therefore come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord. Separated. That's and right. do not That's right. touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then he closes with, I will be a father to you. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Reggie, I see what you mean. I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the mm-hmm. Lord Almighty. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Reggie, for exposing that revelation. In other words, I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord. I think that's awesome. Well, I tell you, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Um, I think that kind of like sums it up. Okay. 
Well, I thank you so much. Uh, and uh, if I'd have you stay on just a moment longer, I have a word or two that I'd like to share with you. Okay. And uh, if I can just find it. <laughs> and um, I, I just wanted you to hear um, this comment from Psalm 91. The Lord said, because he had loved me, this is Psalm 91, because mm -hmm. the Lord has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my, my name. That's mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. And he will call upon me and I will answer him. Mm -hmm. Yes, a relationship again. I will walk with him in trouble. And so much have you shared that with us today. I will rescue him. Oh, Reggie, this is awesome. And honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and let him behold my salvation. The closing Amen. words of Psalm 91. So, just thank to, you yeah, just for... To, huh? Just to add to that, um, Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Yes. You're absolutely right. And uh, know that uh, I have plans for you, declares the Lord. That's right. That's right. Yeah, plans to prosper you mm -hmm. and to not harm you. Plans to give you, and you said the word hope mm -hmm. and the future. You're so right. And Amen. I thank you so much for having shared that with us. And I, I can't tell you how much I thank you for taking the time out on a busy day at work <laughs> mm -hmm. to, uh, to share the light and the love of Jesus Christ. May God richly bless you for your dedication and commitment to him. Amen. Amen. Brother Reggie, Amen. thank Amen. you for coming on today, my friend. Um, how can people contact you and your ministry? Yeah, uh, Chin1, C-H-I-N-N, the number one, Chin2 at yahoo.com. So that's Chin, the number one, and then that's Chin, the number two, C-H-I-N-N, the number one, and then C-H-I-N-N, the number two, at yahoo.com. Praise God. We thank you for coming on today, my friend. And uh, Brother Gary, be sure and get Brother Reggie back on again soon to preach. Oh, yes. Yes. He has been so a, such a blessing to the Lord God Almighty 
and to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For your thank commitment you. and dedication and your turnaround of a life of mm. crime to a life of dedication to Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Brother Amen. Reggie. Amen. Thank you for making time for us, Dave. Before I let you go, um, you're going to probably get a call from a good friend, uh, Dr. Jonathan Hanson, World Ministries International. I um, sent uh-huh. him a message during the program, and I said, you got to get Brother Reggie on your program. So there's a couple people oh, that will wow. likely call you, and uh, they're okay, good friends great, of ours. Great, so great. Uh, get you some more Thank coverage Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you, Reggie. Thank you so much, Brother Shannon. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. I pray that God uh, gave you guys the desires of your heart, whatever you're praying for. I pray that God grant it for you, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Reggie. Amen. God bless you, brother. <laughs> brother Gary, we'll let Reggie go because he was probably on lunch break, and um, we still got yeah. 10 minutes left. Do you want to um, – that was a powerful a powerful testimony tonight. Um, we'll take oh, a minute. Oh, yes. I knew, I knew that people – who had felt that they had passed that point of of commitment uh, that Reggie would give them the opportunity to realize that God is uh, a God of all people, and all all past is passed away with a new walk with the Lord and without having to drag the baggage of the past with yourself but you are a new creature in Jesus Christ and I'll tell you something which is very interesting is uh, if you're tuning in out there heard what brother Reggie said he was led to the Lord Jesus by a fellow uh, convict there named Mark David Chapman who is none other than the man who killed John Lennon of the Beatles. Can God save a a man like Mark David Chapman? Absolutely. No question about it. You know, there's been many, even serial killers, that have come to Jesus in prison. God saved them. And um, the son of Sam is one as well. Very well known. And uh, I don't remember the guy's name at this point, but... Um, he was a cannibal. He would actually murder and then eat his victims. And he came to Christ in prison. Can God save a cannibal? Yes. Now, sadly, that man was murdered in prison, but he went home to be with Jesus. Uh, that can happen, you know. When you're in prison, you might not survive. But most important thing is, do you know the Lord Jesus uh, before your spirit leaves the body? And God has saved many a person in prison. What a testimony. Um Brother Gary, what would you like to title this broadcast for the archive tonight? Do you have a particular title you want to put on it? Um, I, I, I am thinking of change causes the heart to open new doors. Awesome. Brother Gary, you want to lead us in communion? I did already. Oh, you already and, took uh, Okay. So we are ready to uh, uh, to cast off for new life, 
new opportunities, new chances to uh, look upon our old life as things of the past covered in the blood of Jesus and remembered no more. I tell you what, that is the truth. We've got to let the past go. So I'll let you go there, Brother Shannon, or carry on as as the thoughts come to your mind, and uh, then we would uh, end this. uh, Oh. (laughs) Give out your contact info. We have uh, justintimeministries.com. That's uh, our website, and I will tell you that will open doors to your life like the things that you heard today because there's three stories in there in which God talks about the nine gifts that he has given each and every one of us that he will give you at least one gift and by his plan there may be two or three but I want you to know you're destined to receive those gifts for the glory of the king because he's coming back sooner than we thought and I also want you to know that uh, we have PayPal on there that if you liked what you heard or think that you can share this particular program with someone else who's in that state of change that they're not happy with their life as they know it. I mean, uh, uh, Reggie lost members of his family, but... He did not give up, and the enemy would have taken him back in a glance, but he said no, and uh, he continued to live his life for the glory of the king and knowing that Jesus Christ is coming back again. And uh, many of you listeners may end up finding yourself realizing that you'll be alive at his return because we have ages of all, of all type, from young, from a high school senior to uh, who's just been called into the ministry to dedicate and commit himself to the things that God calls him to do. Not plans that he has, but the plans that God has for this man and young man, and he's not even 18 years of age. So, whatever the age and whatever the plan of God so be it, and uh, we will see the grace and the mercy of God in all of our lives, and we heard just a few scriptures, and I want you to know 
I'd like to close with this. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Brother Gary. We will see you All next right. week. God bless you there, uh, Brother Shannon, and uh, do your uh, regards to your wife and three children. <laughs> Love you, brother. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love you. Folks, I found the name of the guy I was talking about. His name was Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, uh, at one time, if he had got you, he would have eaten you like chicken with sriracha sauce and or ketchup. Thought you were better than KFC. But um, he was caught, thankfully, and then in prison, he, uh, he found Jesus before he died. He was murdered. Sometimes there's a price to pay for the sins we commit, even to be, in turn, murdered like he was, but he did know Christ, and he made it to heaven. If God can save Jeffrey Dahmer, he can save you and I. Okay. I've run out of time on this broadcast. Uh, Stay with me if you'd like to. We've got John Terrell coming up next. Let me save this program, and I'll be right back. 